You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Everybody, it's Matt Michaels here with Sensei C on Simon Street on the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. And uh, happy Mother's Day out there to all you moms. Uh, DJ Impact is celebrating his Mother's Day by putting on his fuzzy slippers and having the kids bring him a, a, a nice meal and a pipe. And uh, right, he, he is. The only I- thing he's missing is a Gandalf the Grey. From Lord of the Rings hat. When you said pipe, I mean, that's where I went. Uh, well, you know, he is one mother, you know. All right. <laughs> uh, glad you uh, all tuned in. Uh, feel free to jump onto the chat and uh, we'll try to get your uh, comments in. And uh, let's kick it off with our four way stop. <laughs> All right, Steve, what do you got this week? All right, so John Moxley defeated Kenny Omega in a cage match that main evented Dynamite. Yeah, just let that sit there for a second. If you like Carnage, this match was absolutely for you and right up your alley. If not, well, you're probably Matt Michaels. Anyway, um, you know, it is what it is. But, hey, a barbed wire chair was the prominent weapon that was used in the match. Uh, There was also some broken glass usage. Near the end of the match, of course, uh, Omega clocked Moxley with a V-trigger, the momentum of which actually launched Moxley through one of the panels in the cage. Yeah, definitely. Greatest Royal Rumble ending. Back uh, Brock versus Roman. uh, Spear through that same panel. I called it out last week when WWE stole an ending from AEW. I'm just going to continue doing this because I have credibility. Uh, anyway, uh, Omega then hit the one-winged angel, but then the pin was broken up by Don Callis, who jabbed Kenny Omega in the head with the screwdriver. You know, it's funny. I called for this a couple of weeks back, and uh, yeah, so this type of stuff's exactly happening. I love it. Um, anyway, Moxley picks up the win. Elsewhere on the show, Orange Cassidy is still your AEW international champion after defeating Daniel Garcia. These guys went out, and they they put on a solid match. Cassidy always gets a lot of heat for you know his pocket stuff and the mocking strikes, but the guy can work. Uh, and you have Garcia in there as well, who has the potential to be great in this business. Uh, Cassidy did pick up the win with the mousetrap. They're playing up the fatigue in, uh, angle in the storyline, so be looking for that. It wouldn't surprise me if Cassidy drops the title pretty soon because they're actually voicing that. I uh, I don't know how much credibility I can give it when uh, when when these words are spoken. 
he won the match with the mouse trap. <laughs> it's the it's the name of the fucking move. I know, I know. but yeah, no, I, I totally get you. Wasn't there a board game like uh, yes. the Mouse Escape or Rabbit? Mouse what trap. was it called? Mouse, mouse trap. trap. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mouse trap. Don't overcomplicate it, bro. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh my God! He just hit the candy cane lane. Candy cane land. I can see it now. Do not pass go. Do not collect two thousand dollars. What'd you say? How did you know the new name for Miro's new finish? There you go. Miroopoly. There you go. He would name it that way too. All right, sign the street. Well, just because it irritates you so much, Matt Michaels. Another great match that was on AEW Dynamite was Castellione versus Ray Phoenix. That was straight fire. Like, to the point to where uh, I want to, like, question something for anybody listening. Who does the best suicide dive? Because Ugh. at a rapid pace, Ray Phoenix was doing about a good three of them. And that even one of the best parts of the match. The best part is when your boy, who we already know can walk a tightrope of a razor across two buildings, did that about, what, maybe six feet, seven feet across the rail? I was like, dude, boy, AEW really does play it close because one slip, somebody with some sweaty palms that put their hands on there or spilled a beer or some buttery popcorn, and his Ray Phoenix would have been all over a front seat, uh, Splash City. But anyways, great match, hell of a match. Uh, it was interesting. First time I ever heard of a, a, tr a double Jeopardy. What is it called? Yeah. yeah, double Jeopardy, which is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, so uh, as you know, um, Castiglione, won that so he'll pick a partner of his choosing to go up for the roh um uh belts um i would have mentioned the other matches that since city did a good job on other things man nxt y'all know how i feel about uh beautiful miss tiffany striden well it continues going on the nxt women's tournament tournament going on right now i think it's great uh she worked at least that's how i felt she worked Gigi dolan like she really worked and i'm telling you like the, the picture perfect moonsault is a thing of beauty and it, that it was um you know other than that uh smackdown was on fire but i'll talk a little bit about that later oh all right sounds good uh yeah i, I definitely agree uh tiffany stratton and uh gg dolan uh was a uh, a good first round matchup for that uh so was uh What's her face? Uh, Raven, Ravenwood, whatever the hell her name is. Who won? Valkyra. I think it's Valkyra. There Valkyra. you go. Valkyra. Yeah. Valkyra. Kira, yeah. Kira Valkyra. Whatever the hell her name is. Valkyra. Give, give, a, give a fucking real easy names to say and not fucking shit like that. Let her get uh, to the main roster. Something going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Just call her like Beth Smith. Okay. Let's just make it simple. <laughs> Um, you know, she advanced, uh, and, uh, I think, what is it? It's, uh, Cora Jade, uh, is taken on, uh, Fallon and, uh, yeah. then it's, um, oh, Roxanne, yeah. Roxanne versus is going uh, against JC, mm -hmm. JC Jane. So, uh, you know, good tournament. Um, they also, I think did a great job with, uh, Braun versus Trick. Uh, that was a good match, uh, especially when 
when Carmelo came down and uh, just got speared out of his fucking shoes uh, at the end of the show. That was nice. A lot of good stuff going on there. Um, SmackDown, yeah, like you said, it was it was really good show this week. Uh, I think um, those qualifying matches on both Raw and SmackDown were uh, definitely solid. And the, the right two guys are going at it. Uh, with Seth Rollins and uh, uh, AJ Styles. I think that to see those two uh, compete for that championship and to have uh, Brock Lesnar screw Cody Rhodes out of the belt and uh, they do the blow-off in Saudi Arabia, Cody wins, Brock gets paid, all is good in the universe. So, I mean, just how it should be. All right. Let's see uh, what was too sweet for the world. Okay, 7th Street, what was too sweet for the week? Well, too sweet for the week to kind of echo your sentiment, and I did kind of talk about it last week, AJ Styles. Uh, it's, it's time. Pull the trigger. And uh, super excited to see Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. When you think about two incredible uh, – people in the ring those are the two so you're going to see a lot of technical wrestling a lot of high flying a lot of ups and downs it's going to be pretty amazing um me personally i'm going for uh, aj styles to get this i think that would be, he'd be the first inaugural person great not nothing against seth Rollins, but he really don't need a title i mean the guy is a walking so what ring. happens what happens hmm? so aj style goes to raw and then uh the other the other guys, the OG stays back on SmackDown. Is that what happens? I do. I do actually believe that is what's going to happen. And the reason why I say that is because after looking at it this past Friday, they were really celebratory when he came out. They don't normally do that all the time. And that was something just maybe I caught it. Okay. I feel like this is the fan farewell for the OG, which is fine. Um, break them up, do whatever you got to do, sell off the Carl uh, Anderson and uh, Luke Gallows pieces amongst the wins. Keep me a yim. Um, love that DLC, by the way, that's coming in uh, 2K23. Uh, and, and keep keep it pushing. So, uh, But I'll say another two sweet for the week is uh, Hank and Tank, NXT. Sure. Your boy Hank and Tank, or Tank, Look like he loves RVD because he's wearing RVD's clothes, had his hair do, and spit out a tooth. I'm sold. Hank and Tank are the new thing I'm watching for tag team on NXT. My too sweet for the week, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Briggs and uh, Jensen, uh, a good, uh, a good team to have them work. Uh, because you know they they made them look like a, a formidable tag team, and now you have a new tag team there. So that was a, a very good pairing and a very smart move uh, for their first big TV match. Mm -hmm. All right, Steve. All right, so there were vignettes that ran on Dynamite that were profiling all four of the participants in the Four Pillars match at Double or Nothing. You know. Each, each one of the guys um, really needed to be fleshed out uh, other than MJF. Uh, we've talked on the show how, you know, they haven't really developed any other characters out of the four pillars other than MJF. Um, 
I, I really like what they did in these vignettes. They each had their own type of flair. Uh, they didn't feel cookie cutter. And I really wish that they would do more of this kind of thing where they do build these characters. I don't get why they don't do this more frequently. Um, let's be real. Tickets have not sold extremely well for Double or Nothing here in Vegas. Um, the, but they've the, sold $80 million in Wembley. I know. I know. But ultimately, I mean, the, the biggest thing is that, you know, people don't see value in this four pillars match, largely because, yes, you've pushed MJF as a main eventer from the jump, but these other three guys have all been middling in the med card. And it's it's not it's not conducive. No one really thinks that any of those other three guys are going to win this match. Bottom line. Uh, just more of that. And then also uh, too sweet for the week. The House of Black defended their trios titles against Bandito and the Best Friends. This was the first open house rules match, um, which the rules were uh, pretty interesting. 20-second countouts, no rope breaks, DQs are enforced, and the last step is dealer's choice, which in essence means that the challenging team can actually set a stipulation themselves. Um, of course, as we all know, the best friends are a comedy act at this point. So they chose no spooky witches at ringside. So no Julia Hart, whatever. Uh, they got their asses kicked in about six minutes, but they also dimmed the house lights. This is what you should do with a spooky act. If you want to do any kind of lighting effects, no bright red fucking ridiculous light, dim the lights. It creates a totally different ambiance. Too sweet for the week. You know, I think that the difference the when you when you do like a red, um, you remember Kane? He started the you know those first two months. Yep. It was it was all in red, oh, um, yeah. and then I think they kind of figured out it's just the look on TV isn't right. Um, you know, they've played with that, of course, with Bray and. Um, uh, but the other thing, though, is if you go black, um, it also kind of throws it a little bit just because uh, you, the thing is, is that I think wrestling is you you have to see that that presence of the audience. And I think that that's something that actually nitro established I, I don't even i'm not even gonna say wwe's you know really established that i think nitro really brought it into uh, into the um the, the forefront and um you know very interesting that they're doing this with house of black uh we'll see where it goes but uh Yep, I was just getting to it. Apparently, American Bam Bam says Sin City is wrong. It was the first time for everything. Yeah, I'm just going to take it as a general, it. I'm going to take it as a general blanket statement and say that everything you said today is wrong because you didn't <laughs> specify. <laughs> oh, he's going to give context in a couple minutes. You just wait. <laughs> uh, uh, too sweet for this week. Uh, I definitely think that uh, for me. The idea that Cameron Grimes, the self-made <laughs> millionaire, went against Corbin, 
who was a self-made millionaire and beat him in fucking five seconds. Um, it, it just goes to show that Baron Corbin and we saw the other person, Dana Brooke, on Raw this week, they must be two of the most loved people in that company because there's no fucking reason for either of them to be around. But boy, they go out there and they fucking do the job they're asked to do. And they do it well. Grimes looked like a million fucking dollars in that win. It was amazing. And then I got excited because we got to see Garrison Waller announce that he's going to have a Waller effect uh, next week. So pretty uh, pretty interesting stuff uh, going on on SmackDown as well. Um it's nice to see how they're incorporating some of the, the new blood into the shows. And uh, <laughs> and here we go. Uh, it's a gimmick, just like the Best Friends comedy act. There we go. Respond. Um, there you go. So, uh, but, you know, it's interesting... Uh, when we look at it, uh, to see that uh, the week in general, I think we're starting to see that the talent that is out there is uh, really picking up, um, which means it's going to be interesting to see with a Saturday show what's going to happen. So... Uh, it's, you know, it's because it's hard now to pick a two sweet for the week. I mean, look, the bloodline segment was fucking awesome on SmackDown. What, mm -hmm. a, what a setup. What a startup of, you know, Jay and, and and Jimmy, you know, possibly in the doghouse and Solo and Reigns going after the tag titles. And are we going to see Sammy and KO in Saudi Arabia for the first time? That's amazing. So... Lots very shocking very yeah. shocking because <laughs> they were supposed to drop the the belts that was the the hummings around the well, that was the hummus. that was the yeah hummus. everyone the hummus. assumed it we all assumed it yeah. uh but <laughs> the question is for kevin for kevin and sammy uh were they able to put aside that because of the storyline and very well could be so can i can i interject yeah. real quick Two seconds. Yeah. So as those two were speaking and they were interrupted, could that be what they were talking about? Because they looked pretty, pretty focused on what they were trying to figure out. It, 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 That's where possibly. my mind went. That's where yeah. my mind went. Just, yeah. Possibly. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we got, what, about two more weeks, I think. It's yep. the 27th. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's the show. It's the show that's sold out on Saturday before uh, Double or Nothing in Vegas isn't on Sunday. So <laughs> you, just, you just dig in that screwdriver just deeper and deeper in his forehead. I'm, I'm moxing you. <laughs> All right, and I'm no selling it. Exactly, <laughs> I win. <laughs> All right, what the fuck? All right, this week's what the fuck. We'll start with you, Sin City. 
All right. So Anna J versus Julia Hart. Uh, mm. Let's just get it out there. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, this match uh, left a lot to be desired. Um, I, the thing is, the psych, the psychology of the match really is what lands this match in the WTF for me. The House of Black are anti-heroes at best. The JAS are full-blown heels. Neither team are babyfaces. Neither faction are babyfaces. So thus, neither of the participants in this match our baby face. Yep. So who do the fans cheer? Where should they invest their emotion? Come on. This is booking 101. We should yeah. be doing better than this by now. Um, elsewhere on the show, um, Tony Schiavone interviewed Christian Cage in the middle of the ring. Now, the, the promo itself got nuclear heat. On the surface, this might look like it was a major success. But the real reason why I'm mentioning it in this segment is because in the promo, Christian asked what was up with everybody in AEW having daddy issues. Wardlow finally found a father figure in Arn Anderson. That was good for both guys because Arn Anderson was looking for another son. Damn. Yeah. I'm just going to let that sit. Yep. Of course, he immediately no flipped it into talking about uh, Brock and why Arn isn't helping him out instead of helping Wardlow, which honestly is a, is a valid criticism. But if you remember, not long ago, Arn's son Barrett died two months ago. Yeah. Two months. Too soon, man. What the fuck? Yeah. 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 Uh, American Bam Bam uh, had a my jaw dropped. Uh, yeah. Uh, and let's not forget. Okay, Christian, this is what's really fucking depressing about it. This guy who has a stellar history for 20 some odd years, 25 years, right? Within the last three years, his promos have been all about picking on someone's dead, dead relatives. Yep. Yeah. What the yep. fuck? I yeah, it's and and that's why I had to mention it because you know, yes, he can pivot and talk about Brock, but the fact that he has cut promos and referenced dead relatives previously in his previous feuds, yep. that's a little bit too close for comfort. Yeah, and it's cheap. It's, it's just like it's cheap as shit. You know, if if it was uh, if it was the acclaim doing it right. They'd be getting a major fucking amount of heat. Absolutely. Stop. But Christian, because he's Christian, Tony's not going to say nothing to him. So no, no one's going to give him any, any, any blowback for that. No one, like he's not going to have any kind of repercussions. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a sad reality of it. Yeah. Um, not, that, not that, not that it necessarily should be, but it's just, it's one of those things that definitely earned a what the fuck from me. Yeah, I agree. It was, it was very borderline disrespectful. Like, no, no, it wasn't borderline. It was disrespectful, and he's well. I'm only saying borderline because obviously it got the okay. So that's why I say borderline. It'd be different if it was off the cusp. So, so you think it was? They don't have writers, so you know they might have talked. Let's about hope he it cleared that with Arn. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope he cleared that line with Arn. Yep. Because I can't say what would be considered heat based on another person's perspective or the experience. But I know for me, I we would have had a conversation yep. in the back. It wouldn't have came to fist to cuff, but we'd have definitely had a conversation. I'd have been waiting for your ass, Christian. Like, we got to have a conversation. Yeah. Well, have you seen Arn lately? <laughs> You know, unfortunately, pick on the pick on the guy who probably can't do anything to you. I'm sure they talked. I'm sure, it, you know, I'm sure it was cleared. Uh, you would hope. But if it wasn't, fuck. I mean, that's that's messed up. All right. It's on the street. Uh, <laughs> I was actually going to talk about uh, a little bit of AEW, too, man. Did you see that segment with uh, um, <laughs> your boy coming out with it looked like uh, vodka? To, to get everybody together on the same page, he gave the cup to Jeff Jarrett, who is a bottle of Tito's. Yeah, some Tito's. And Jarrett threw that cup down and said, Get your goddamn cup away from me. I'm trying to be sober. I was like, Damn, why you ain't, you shouldn't even have done that segment with Jeff there. I mean, I get it. We, we, and what is with Jeff's and having alcohol problems? There's always a Jeff with alcohol problems. I like, I just effed up, but I'm just saying, man, I just, Two Jeffs in my lifetime in wrestling have bad alcohol problems. All right. Uh, but I digress. Um, another thing that was truly, truly, uh, you know, literally, I'm just sitting here trying to figure out for the life of me, what was the dang on purpose? And that had to be with what you had talked about a little bit earlier. This whole situation that went on with... Uh, Through a blank for a second, um, for uh, what you call it, the whole Cameron Grinds and uh, your boy and Corbin. Corbin. Yeah, Thank you. I can't think yeah. of his damn name. Shit, he ain't been around long. I keep, I keep talking about this every almost every week, y'all. What are we doing with Corbin? What are we doing with Corbin? Like I, I'm just being dead honest with you, man. Michaels, you mean it? Yes, it was unnecessary. Brooks, I get it because she always be coming out here. Be talking about, yeah, you know, I'm a champion caliber, you know, 14-time, 24-7 champion. Not really a statistical fact. But my point is, is that, you know, what are we doing with Corbin? I don't understand it. It is still a, 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 a what the fuck every time we keep bringing him out to just lose and get bodied. Like, get got. Like, the dude, what's wrong with him? You you might be seeing the uh, lone wolf character coming back. I, so I sure hope so, man. I sir, it, and less talking because the lone wolf did not talk a lot. I would be great and amazing. I think it'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, another thing that was you know what the f is just just in general, and it's a good what the f, y'all. I have not seen the intro to Braun Breaker in his new heel form. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I heard dogs in the background. I assume it was him. But you see the inside of the little, the little where they had the fog and the dog in the background. Is that is that a first yeah. this week? Okay, there, I, I want to make sure. Yeah, I want to make sure. It's newer, it's newer stuff. Uh, even those um, videos they did with Stratton and um, and uh, Gigi, before, you know, too. as they were walking right. down, those new inserts and the way okay. they, they, yeah. So they're they're trying some newer shit. Um, which is, you know, interesting to see. Did you get a chance to see it, Sin City? No, sir. If you get a chance, take a look at it. And always say I'm saying it's a good what the fuck because it's I was like, sweet. what the fuck? It was nice. Yeah. 
Like, and I've never seen anything kind of like that's pretty creative to say to say the least. The reason why I brought up uh, that is if they do something similar to that with Baron Corbin, I won't have any more what the fucks to to dedicate to him week after week. So there you go. All right, time for the lookout. Go right back to you, Simon Street. What are you looking out for? Man, I am looking out for uh, Dijak and Dragunov. What went down to NXT, I'm going to tell you right now. There's a, there, if, if you're going to do some crazy-ass shit and try and take somebody out, you don't pick the guy who can get his ass beat by fucking Doomsday from DC Comics and come back asking for more. Dijak, what the fuck? But I love it. I love it because it's going to be freaking crazy. Yeah. Uh, I saw that match. I played it back. It was a great match before it led up to the repeated so, chair, yeah. uh, chair yeah. shots. So that's going to be an awesome one. Um, and then also, too, looking forward to all the new uh, you know, draft acquisitions from NXT. Uh, as was mentioned earlier, they are shining on the main roster. Love it. You know, we definitely and, – and, and it's not even that they're just showing up. For the ones that have matches already, such as Zoe Stark, having the announced team really give them credence and they show you what they got, which is – consistency from nxt i appreciate that because we have bitched and complained for so many years about that not consistently carrying over i feel like i'm just watching the same zoe starks climbing the ladder like she's been doing been nxt in here she man she was working it and i'm super happy for her um you 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 got the way back together again you know i'm saying that looked good even though you know uh indy is is right now you know rehabbing injury whatever the hell she's doing um, it, it just it just everybody looks comfortable in their own backyard. Grayson Waller, you know, comfortable in his own backyard. Even, uh, you know, uh, Cameron Grimes, as we mentioned earlier, comfortable in his backyard. I say this because if this is the new culture, I'm super excited for the women's division in the future, because if you look at NXT, it's stacked. And you already we already had a couple of them went from over there to the newer rosters and it looks stacked. So women's division, as far as NXT to the new roster in the next couple of years, looks really good as a lot of those uh, women's NXT divisions keep just getting seasoning. They got the right recipe. And uh, shout out to uh, Kiana. Kiana, I, I mean, I, I really would love to see her get to the main roster eventually, probably next draft. And she'll be ready. So I'm gonna put it like that. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, the difference that you're seeing is that uh, they're not changing anything. Very simple. Very simple. Let them come up and do the character that you fucking developed. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. So, yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. And, um, you know, uh, also give credit to uh, someone like Nikki Cross, just, just like you yeah. give credit to Corbin. Nikki Cross mm-hmm. went out there and had a spectacular match with Zoe. You know, and she is a fucking veteran who could easily go out there and try to make the new kid look like shit. But it seems like the camaraderie right now is actually working. And that might be something, you know, given that Hunter is in charge, that people are more willing to really, um, you know, as a veteran put in that time with, uh, with a younger person. So it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty nice to see. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I'm also myself on the lookout for, uh, what they are going to do with this championship on raw. 
because it is the Raw Championship. Uh, you know, it's it's supposed to be the belt on Raw. Um, wouldn't it be just fucking preciously WWE if all of a sudden AJ Styles won it, was still on SmackDown, and loses it the next night to Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns. <laughs> it won't happen, but... I mean, it's just, it's just think about that. So, all right. Steve, you know, you... I... Wait, oh, never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Put it in. No, I was going to say, if that is the case, and he is the big bad wolf with all of the, the belts and the gold saying, come do something, think of the knight in shining armor WWE is going to have to produce that ain't John Cena to be able to take that off of him. I don't know who. They're, they're not going to do it. Uh, I know that. I know that. that. I'm just saying. That title, that title is specifically basically asked yeah. for by the network because yeah, the exactly. network's like, wait a minute. We don't have a champ, and we haven't had a champ for, I don't know, three years almost. So <laughs> give us someone who we can use as the face of the product. And, you know, they listen. So, all right, Steve, go ahead. All right, so in uh, in two separate segments on Dynamite, we got two faces that we haven't seen in, on AEW TV in over six months. You know, uh, they uh, they both entered into Tony Khan's office, and yes, I'm talking about Miro and Thunder Rosa. And they both exited. They both exited with powder on their nose. I don't Strange. know how. The- <laughs> Strange how that works. But uh, you know, honestly, like it looks like as if they're gonna bolster the uh, the roster for Collision if they are doing a a brand split um, or maybe two touring brands, um, however they want to do it. But uh, yeah, I mean, you would have Punk, Miro, Rosa all involved with the new show on Saturday. Um, at least that's what I'm getting from this. You know, I I yeah. could be wrong, but you know, I I think that. Now that they are about ready to announce Collision on Wednesday at the Upfronts, uh, which, by the way, is taking place at Madison Square Garden, which I find to be extremely funny, um, that you know the uh, the WWE exclusive building for so many years, now they're going to be announcing the possible billion dollar TV deal and you know the uh, the additional show and all this kind of stuff. Um, also, next week on Dynamite, we're getting Chris Jericho versus Roderick Strong. Um, Mm -hmm. now this was a match that I didn't even know that I wanted until it was announced. Um, and yeah, they did some of the hokey angle stuff where, you know, they both sought legal counsel. So Adam Cole and the JAS are all barred from ringside. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, I'm hoping that Jericho puts Roddy over in his AEW debut. Um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Can I say one thing with that? Yeah. Did you not get vibes? And I, maybe it's just me because I'm a Dean Malenko guy. Chris Jericho, Dean Malenko, WCW. For me, my wish list is Roderick Strong is the next Dean Malenko in my eyes. If you were to say someone that could be close to that. Well, damn. I hadn't I hadn't even thought about that. <sighs> yeah, because he's he's not. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You just crushing dreams of everybody. When just, Christmas comes around, he says, "No, fuck you, fuck you, get real." <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you didn't even. <laughs> uh, best night show NXT for me, uh, hands down. 
All right, Steve. Uh, uh, AEW Dynamite. Dynamite it, was yeah, of course. It was it, it was it felt like a pay per view on free TV uh, from the from the opening match, which you know Claudio Castagnoli versus Ray Phoenix, like what Street mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, all the way through all the stuff that I talked about. It was such an easy two hour watch. More of this and less of what we got the previous three weeks, please. Yeah, the the only problem I have is uh, you don't put that steel cage match on that show. You put it in Vegas for your pay-per-view. That's it. And you build it because there was no real fucking build either. So no. two two problems that should, you know, those those are the little catches that again, genius boy has problems with because he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing when it comes to that. Businessman? Sure. Booker? Yeah. All right, side the street. Well, I'll tell you what, it was uh, more of a challenging time for me to pick best in show for this week because I do agree with you, Matt Michaels. NXT was consistent across the board. Uh, and I also agree with you, Sin City. AEW had a fantastic show, and I didn't get a chance to even watch the main event, which I will be watching when the show's done. And I'm already saying it as a contender. SmackDown was cool. Good third. But I got to tip my hat, too. I got to tip it to AEW this week. And the reason for that is, is because we ridicule and talk to them about how they blow their load all the time. And I say that in the sense of AEW just does things and you're wondering why they did it. That first match proved to be something. And the fact that I haven't watched the main event and there was other two other matches that I would say were B or A's. I got to give it to AEW this week. Best in show. Yeah, uh, except for the fact that uh, they put on Dynamite, Anna Jay versus Julia Hart. Hey, not everything hey, can be perfect. That's the only bad part well, about the show. Here's <laughs> the thing, so though. Think about it. Think about it. If they would have put that on Rampage, it would have been fine. But they put it on Dynamite. And I think that's the problem. The difference between it being a show that is – a hundred percent good is just those little choices. And, you know, I mean, that match should have never happened anyway, but if you're going to put it on TV, put it on fucking rampage. So, but I agree with you. You know why I think they did that. And y'all could answer me if it's close in the ballpark. I think they did it because they had no other women's matches to really kind of put on. So they just oh, kind of put it in there could, as a slot. Uh, no, no, no. They could have just easily yeah. switched it with uh, on Rampage. You had Tony Storm versus Allison K, yep. and that match was a solid match. So if they would have switched the two, it would have been fine. And the problem was again, it's a brutal match. So let's put it on Dynamite. But your main event was a steel cage bloodbath. So what the fuck? And you also had you know the the lights out with the. <laughs> Just so there's just things that you can just go, okay, cut that, put this in, you get another traditional wrestling match, and you save the big buildup for your main event. But, you know. Well, I, I still have fun watching it, man. I mean, I might have went to the AEW party and they didn't have food, but they had some good alcohol, kager, you know, and and, and it was fun. So, so good time say, was had by all. Did yeah. you just say you want to tap the hager? No, I don't want to tap the Hager. <laughs> Although that is some funny ass shit. 
All right, everyone. On that note, <laughs> we are out of here. Stay tuned for a three count if you're watching the live stream and if you're listening on the podcast networks across this country, feel free to catch three count on Tuesday. And uh, thank you for tuning in. And until next week, happy wrestling, everybody. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.